Welcome to Sustainable 134. Welcome yourself to Sustainable 134. We are back. It is 2019. It is the future and we are in it and things are still buggered, aren't they? All? <laughs> yes. Yes. The future isn't everything they promised us. It's no. exactly the same. Just chillier, actually. What we got coming up this week then? We're going to do a bit of a roundup of stuff, what's gone on since we have last podcasted. Uh, and stuff has gone on. Uh, so we'll be talking about things like Iceland, the supermarket, being not quite the anti Ian Hoss we may have built them up to be. Or maybe they are, we will discuss. Um, that bloody phenomenon that is veganuary. Mm. Oh my God, everyone's suddenly gone vegan-tastic. Uh, that's not a phrase. Uh, we're going to be talking about some exciting things happening happening in America, not least the sodding great weather, but more importantly, uh, the exciting new Green New Deal and Sunrise Movement and Ooh. things like that, and a whole load of other little tidbits of things that have happened. We are. We're going to be having a gallivant around all the stuff that's gone on, and some of it won't be depressing, so that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we are Sustainable. Didn't say that bit. We are your friendly weekly environment podcast all about people and the planet, and why, despite everything, sometimes being a little bit mopey, we can help keep your nethers from scraping along the ground too much. My nethers. And just the usual disclaimer before we uh, elevate your nethers, um, we do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Just. Just about. And these are very much, however, our own views so if you've got any beef with anything that me or roll say take it up with me or roll uh, but not for anyone for whom we work yes correct right to the bubble wagon things what have happened right yes good things what have happened yeah oh. new year new us <laughs> new pithiness uh, in our section headers things what have happened yeah. this this is a section in which we discuss things. What have happened? Uh, specifically things what have happened since we were last with you at the end of December when we were talking to that wonderful Caroline Lucas back in episode 133, What is a Hero? Uh, so go and listen to that. Yes, lots of love for that episode because Caroline is aced. So do please listen if you haven't already. So Ol's going to tell us loads of things that have happened. But before that, you got a new thing. Christmas happened for you, didn't it? Look at your new thing. Get your thing out for the for the microphone. Excuse me. Get it out. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, this thing. Yeah, get it out. Thing. What do you think that is, Babble Army? It's shiny. It's waterproof. It's breathable. And it's fleecy. It's a cycle jacket. You yeah. no longer look and smell. <laughs> like you did, which is an improvement. You would mm. often arrive. Um, yeah. How do I? How can I word this? Uh, looking like shit. Thank you. And now Sweet you look heart. green and shiny and reflective. Yes, and very reflective. Very reflective and uh, lovely. Was it Santa? Did that? Yes, uh, Santa. You know, made the useful contribution this year of saying, "What do you want for Christmas?" Ah. And I went, "This jacket." You didn't say uh, no Brexit uh, and end climate change and greater equality across the no 
I prefer in the short term I would prefer a cycling jacket. Right. Um those things maybe next year. Right along this car is parked in the bike lane. I mean I don't park my bike in the car lane. I would have oh killed him. It wasn't it's got taped seams actually so it's not seamless but you can't you know see them and it does mean that they're Veganuary has been Veganuary in a big storm has least. been a thing. Now if you don't know what that is what is it? Veganuary, uh, it is where people pledge to go vegan for the month of January. Oh, brave souls, noble soldiers doing their bit for the animals and the planet. I mean, I think it's extremism. (laughs) (laughs) Communism. Communism, yeah. Yeah. Coming over it. Hang on, I'm going to open my banana. There we are. Oh, did you know? I why just opened that why banana must the wrong you way? keep shoving it down our throat, you bloody vegans? <laughs> Do you know that way I just opened that banana is the wrong way around? I did know that. Yeah, yeah apparently you're supposed to open it from the other way. But if you do that, you get banana all over yourself. Or uh, this way, this well, way you don't get banana all over yourself. I mean, I think there isn't a rule, but that comes from observations of monkeys and other animals that actually eat bananas. Ooh. They always open it from other end from the bottom from the tail from the bottom end not the not the twiddly head end anyway veganuary so this has happened for a number of years i mean you're the resident vegan so i suppose you should be telling us but um essentially people go yeah all right uh, after the christmas successes i'm going to be vegan for a month now it's not you know had huge publicity in the past um but plenty of people have done it a bit this year mm. i was genuinely blown away by how mainstream it was and how like aspirational it was and how every like every shop you go into was like vegan special veganuary special what every shop you go into in wanky london well yes we can come on to that i'm yes. sure i'm sure i'm sure it's a metropolitan I can't elite believe, thing. I, literally the entire country is dressing up in skinny jeans and eating tofu. <laughs> I can't believe it. They say the country's divided. Everywhere I go, Leytonstone, Hackney, Peckham. <laughs> Greg's uh, have had huge publicity because of their vegan sausage rolls, which obviously, if you're Piers Morgan, oh, yeah, is on. a threat to all that is holy. Oh, um, yeah, Piers Morgan. <laughs> what an enough. <laughs> what an enough. He should, he should definitely be an in-hoff corner. Um, but... I mean, that in itself proves a point. There are more Greggs than there are McDonald's, apparently. And uh, they I have it on good authority, I've not tried this myself, that most Greggs have been selling out of, ve- of vegan yeah. sausage rolls yeah, the whole I had bloody time. Down Brentford High Street, I went I tried, I went into Greggs and I said, have you got one of them vegan sausage rolls? And they said, no, mate, sold out, mate. That's what it said to me. Um, and then I went to the football and the bigger boys kicked me as usual. Yeah, very good. Uh, so I think it, I think it is true to say it has been very mainstream, even if yeah, I take your point, it might be a metropolitan elite Heartland type thing. But still, you know, metropolitan elite Heartlands have been perfectly capable of sneering at, at vegans and just not having anything decent for vegans. And this time it's all like, yay, come and do your veganuary thing here. Like, you're cool, we're cool. Uh, it's amazing. Is there a small part of you that is going? <laughs> I know what you were going to ask. Well, me. I was, I was into being a vegan before it was cool. <laughs> I was there when is. people got called names for being a vegan. I was a vegan when literally the only thing you could get was margarine and bread. Not even all the bread. Of course it is. I hate them all. These <laughs> bastards. I've been out there. 13 years I've been at this. I've been out there 
like cycling around it, find the one shop in London that's got hummus in it, like, <laughs> passing out because I haven't got the energy to get up the hill on the way home. I had a wobbly turn going up a hill because I couldn't find any hummus once. <laughs> really? That's what life is like. I've been there going out, uh, like going out for dinner with people and sat there in a corner eating rice. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. This is all I want. You don't really. know. You go. You're born. You. Bastards! <laughs> what about young people like coming over here, like coattailing off me? I've been suffering, trailblazing, and now you can get fake me. What else been going on? Oh, well, talking of shops and food and vegans and stuff. Do you remember yes. that we've been banging on about how brilliant the supermarket Iceland is? Yes, episode 132. I sat through their heart-wrenching, terrifying advert all about the poor sad orangutan. Rangtang. Rangtang. Oh, so close. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, exactly. And they've made a big deal about all sorts of things, plastic, uh, but most in that case, it was all about palm oil. Yes. And they made a big pledge last year saying that they would, by the end of 2018, get rid of palm oil from all of their own brand products. Yay. And their social media team went to town on this throughout the year, sort of saying, yeah, we're definitely going to do it. And everyone in this sort of little world of green gimps went uh <laughs> that's lovely uh no they went more than that they went yay iceland are brilliant anyway bbc had a little look in <laughs> in early january come on with that in a minute <laughs> pay my license for anyway carry on uh i had a little look in early january and discovered that there were quite a lot of things for sale on the iceland website that still contained palm oil so they got in touch and um got in touch via the means of publishing a massive story about it and Iceland said oh shit sorry um that's a website error and took them off their website and then the BBC went and had a look in some of their shops and found <laughs> lots of things that still contain palm oil and Iceland sort of went oh yeah it's been quite hard and then they realized that they've changed the branding of some things but not changed the ingredients it so is- things that used to say Iceland on them now are identical, but don't say Iceland on them. Yeah, because exact, the exact <laughs> wording of their pledge was, we will not, none of our own brand stuff yeah. will have palm oil in it. Yeah. So they got to the end of the year, some of their own brand stuff still had palm oil in it, so they took the branding off it and yeah. carried on selling Job it. Job done. <laughs> Which, uh, two things to say about this, Ol. Firstly, that is a bit in off <laughs> Like, And Iceland have basically gone... Yeah, sorry, we're new at this. Sorry, we won't do it again. Uh, it was really hard. No, but, they, but they haven't done that. That's the point. Haven't they've, they? No, they haven't gone sorry. That's the point. They've just taken their branding off. Yeah, but they have, since, they, but they have since then. They've basically gone, yeah, we're, we're on the case. Sorry about that. You know. Oh, I see. Okay. But, but, you know, but basically, yeah, you're naughty. Naughty Iceland for saying you'd do a thing and then not just coming out and going, sorry, couldn't do that thing, but just hoping, like, well, they'll be done it. Done it, look. You got technically. No, technically. Nothing. Where's the... Show me. Show me this Iceland own brand stuff. No. no. Uh, the other thing is, what the bloody hell are the BBC doing? Yeah, I thought you might be quite what, close like, about that. I, no, I don't want to come over all, like... Rod Liddle. Uh, Rod Liddle. I'm definitely not... Uh, no one wants to come over Rod... Uh, oh. Well, hello. <laughs> but, like, I don't pay my licence fee... For BBC to go around proving that a company that is genuinely trying to do good stuff uh, making, like, ethical boo-boos. Like, what? Come on. I don't. It's journalism. They're a big company that has had phenomenal positive media coverage out of making a promise to do a thing. 
And I don't think it's unreasonable journalism to go, well, did you do that thing that has got you plaudits and huge publicity for free? Because that advert yeah. like, didn't really cost them any money no. <laughs> because it was banned. Except I found out the other day it wasn't really banned. Like the people that said you can't do that don't actually have the power to ban it. It never got as far as like the group that could actually ban it. So they were just, apparently, a bit of a technicality. But anyway, the point is, they didn't spend very much money on advertising. Millions of people watched their advert. People like us and everyone was like, whoa, Iceland are brilliant. So I think it's not unreasonable for the BBC to go, the whole basis of all that brilliant stuff, is that true? Did you do it? Can't the BBC just stick to talking about how great Brexit is and like giving <laughs> undue prominence to conservative backbenchers? Can I just carry on doing that and like leave the a reasonable alone? job of that as well? Sorely mistaken. My father, Reginald Francois, was a D-Day veteran. He uh, he never uh, submitted to bullying by any German. Neither will his son. So if Mr. Enders is watching, now Iceland is cold. You know where else is cold? Out here, here is cold. Uh, play the uh, play that music. Oh, is this the sad story coming up? This is the I fell off my bicycle because it was icy music. Oh, here we go. Do you know what happened this morning, Earl? Um, Please. I fell off my bicycle because it was icy. I was cycling along and I thought, ah, I'm too hard, too not scared of ice. Scared of it now, mate. Fell off, hurt my knee. Ow. I have huge sympathy. I actually do. It's not very nice falling off your bike. It's not nice. Well, you fell off your bike on an episode of Babylon. I gave you all sorts of sympathy. Did I? Yes. No recollection of that at all. Well, there we are. Um, Yes, good. Uh, Now, not as cold as what it has been in America. Yes, America is currently really quite cold. Um, Bits of the Midwest uh, and, and around sort of Great Lakes area, like Michigan and Chicago and that sort of stuff, minus 46 is what? one of the temperatures I've seen banded around. Is that like with a wind chill? No, no, like that's of... the temperature. And are all these That'd be vi- ridiculous. <laughs> there are all these videos online of the people... thing is minus 46. People going out with... Out, stepping outside briefly with like a super soaker, firing it, and it's just immediately a kind of mist of ice crystals in the, in the thing. And like rivers are... It looks like sea ice, what you see in the Arctic. No, it's that cold. Yeah, yeah, it's insanely cold. I, I, I did hear at one point it was something like 20 degrees colder than Antarctica. Antarctica. Yes, it's significantly colder than Antarctica at the moment. Yeah, oh, what's going on there? Polar vortex. That's what's going on there. Yeah, um, I don't quite understand how much this is a climate change thing and how much this is a normal thing. I do. Oh, uh, we don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I read a thing. Guardian had a thing about it. They basically said it's possible that climate change is making the polar vortex move about because of like changing uh, warming sea temperatures and stuff like that. But they evident- <laughs> apparently they don't quite know. There's a theory, but they can't back it up. Right, a question for you, Ol. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, you are my go-to person. Is the fact that it is currently record-breaking temperatures cold in uh, America anything to do with the fact that it's also record temperatures breaking hot in Australia, where they've had to invent, like, more colours for how hot it is, like 50 degrees or something? It touched 50, yeah. I don't so there's, like, a 100-degree temperature difference between yes. Australia oh God, and yeah. Chicago, if your numbers is right. Is that, link- is that linked up? Uh, I don't know that one is directly causing or caused by the other. But are they, um, are they the same phenomenon? Like, it, like, cause no, I don't it, think so. I don't right. think the polar vortex... You get a polar vortex above both poles, apparently. Um, but I don't think that is di- related to the weather in Australia. Uh, I, I don't think. I mean, I don't know why you're asking me. I'm an idiot, particularly on matters of science. But 
The only the only link is that scientists have always said climate change equals extreme weather. So extreme cold, extreme hot, extreme wet, extreme dry. You know, so not global warming. Not everything getting one degree warmer. Well, Donald Trump, of course, uh, is a big fan of global warming. And indeed, uh, what did he say? Uh, well, let's ask Arabella. In the beautiful Midwest, wind chill temperatures are reaching minus 60 degrees, the coldest ever recorded. In coming days, expected to get even colder. People can't last outside even for minutes. What the hell is going on with global waming? Please come back fast. We need you. Waming? Global waming. Strange, you doesn't usually get confused over words. Oh no, that's exactly what Donald Trump tweeted. The president of America not only demonstrated spectacular, indeed probably willful ignorance of how weather relates to the climate, but also couldn't get the word global warming right and in fact tweeted global waming. Is that it? Uh, no. Good news. Good news. Uh, the school strike for the climate. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, you have. I haven't, actually. Don't lie. I haven't. Greta Thunberg. Oh, we're off of, yeah, we talked about her back in episode thingy. Yeah, all right. I mean, she's another reason to be exceptionally cheerful, exceptionally exciting, brilliant climate superstar person who's been pitching up at Davos and stuff, going like, you suits, oh, Davos. I want you to be alarmed. Davos being the meeting of all the world's richest, most powerful people, all of whom turn up in their private jets, one and a half thousand private jets, and they all turn up, yes. and, they all, and, they, you know, and, and they are, they are the then, people who we are supposed to entrust our environmental future. Too. Well, they've all this year been getting very sort of chin-strokey and terribly concerned about climate change and like the irony of twice as many private jets being there this year than, than last uh, was not lost on some. But yeah, uh, much more interestingly, all of these kids around the world, um, Greta said that it is now happening on every continent other than Antarctica, uh, have been um, striking, going, right, if you're not going to safeguard our future there's no point us studying for one so we're not going to school and there have been like thirty-two thousand kids were on the street in berlin i think the other day like freezing freezing temperatures and they turned out it's just really exciting and brilliant and i love the kind of straightforwardness of it like it's really effective isn't it we're just we're not going to school this will shit you up we're not going to school until you start behaving like adults Of, of the week. By uh, transitioning to renewable energy, but it's inevitable that we are going to create jobs. It's inevitable that we're going to create industry. And it's inevitable that we can use the transition to 100% renewable energy as the vehicle to truly deliver and establish economic, social, and racial justice in the United States of America. So, Anti Inhofe of the week. Now, for those of you new to the podcast, uh, Jim Inhofe is a senator in America, and he doesn't think climate change is real because there's still snow. He must be snow. <laughs> he must be having a great time at the moment. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, we think he's an absolute 
Inhofe. Uh, yeah, Inhofe. I've run out of insults. He's an Inhofe. He's an Inhofe. Yeah, he's an Inhofe. Um, and uh, so we put other people in Inhofe corner, or in this case, we look at the opposite and go, who is an Andy Inhofe? Who's brilliant? Who is it this week, Dave? Oh, this is exciting. Oh, now, this is genuinely... Now, look, I present a curmudgeonly aspect I'm aware of this at times. It's such an affectation. It's not, though, is it? I'm right miserable about stuff, right? But... Uh, it's is... all part of a carefully crafted image. Is that really what you think? You think underneath it all I'm a fluffy bar lamb jumping about, <laughs> knitting unicorns and singing happy little songs to myself, and then when I talk to you and indeed everyone else, I just adopt a miserable tone. Is that what you think? Yeah, I like to, yeah. yeah. No, it's miserable most of the time. But, but, oh... I want to talk to you about someone called AOC. <laughs> it's a strange name. Alk. Alk. <laughs> Otherwise known as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, future president of the United States of America. Newly elected. Ocasio. What did I say? Ocasio. Ocasio. Ocasio, I think. Ocasio. God. <laughs> Ocasio. <sighs> Try again. Only one survivor, sir. Ah! Throw him to the floor. What's it? Throw him to the floor. Ah! Uh, shut up and leave me. Oh, you've. T- well, I can't be happy, can I? As soon as I, as soon as I express a bit of happiness about something, and because it's so unusual, I mispronounce things, you tell me I made a mistake, and now I'm all sad and anxious again. It's like when you called Vibar Vibar. Well, that's a stupid name, isn't it? Anyway! <laughs> She is future president of the uh, American states, and um, she, uh, I bet, and she's 28, 29? 29, I think, 29. Yeah. Uh, And she is a woman, um, and she is not white, and she is a newly elected Democratic re- representative, not senator, keep wanting to say senator, uh, Democrat, not Democratic, Democrat, uh, for New York. And she got elected uh, at the end of last year, and she is proper firebrand and interesting. And one of the first things that she did... Uh, when she got elected, was to say, right, we're going to sort climate change out. Well, more than that, on her on her first day, I believe, she were unexpectedly, she went and joined a strike that was happening, a sit-in that was happening in the office of Nancy Pelosi, who I think at that point hadn't been elected as Speaker. And ideally, you know, and what we see is that should Leader Pelosi become the next Speaker of the House, we but, need to tell you know, her... But, she's, she's now like the big kind of Democratic... Cheese. Um, cheese, exactly. Uh, very experienced politician, blah, blah, blah. But um, on day one, AOC went and joined this sit-in in her office being coordinated by the Sunrise Movement, uh, which I'm sure you're about to get onto, and, you know, stamped her, colour, her political colours to the climate change gig straight away. Yeah, that was a sit-in. The Sunrise Movement is a new sort of youthy, youngy, activisty climate change movement thing in America, which is basically going, can we sodding well sort out climate change? In particular, like, Democrats, can you get good policy on climate change, please, on account of how, like, you see how Donald Trump is a git. <laughs> we think it's a good idea if you are an anti-git. Democrats, I don't know if you've noticed, but our president is rather problematic. Yes. Would please, you like, would to, you mind would you like to be unproblematic, please? Um, and uh, they're great. So they, they had a protest. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC. There's a reason she's called AOC. Yeah, um, I'm sure that was any closer. But yeah. <laughs> has stitched her colours to it and gone, yeah, I agree with these guys. And it's uh, what they are calling for is a thing called a Green New Deal. 
across that. That is all a plan uh, for a properly massive investment in America by like the American government. Like you're talking hundreds of billions of quid, lots and lots of money. Exact figures, not you know, not out there really. Um, to rapidly reduce carbon emissions, like insulate loads of homes, build loads of renewable energy, get clean transport everywhere, sort out you know all the things that are wrong. In so doing, guaranteeing, there's a part of it that is a guarantee of a green job in these new things to wow. anyone who wants one. In particular, people what are going to lose their old jobs, go back and listen to episode 125 when we talked about Just Transition, yep. in dirty stuff. Um, and perhaps sort of most compellingly of all, it's, all of that stuff is not a new idea. It's been kicking around for quite a while. But the bit that's kind of really radical about it is saying, yeah, and you know, we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it by like massive rich uh, taxes on rich people and like really changing the way the economy works and sorting out the fact that it's all rich white uh, old dudes who aren't doing anything about it and we're going to go tax them and we're going to give all the money from it to uh, fixing this climate change thing what is the next generation's problem uh, up yours matey isn't that a good idea they say and loads and loads of people increasing numbers of people are going Meh. yeah and i suppose it builds on a heritage of like the original new deal which is a Roosevelt thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and that was, well, I guess in the context of massive depression, Great Recession type thing. And it's, and it's a kind of transformative, right, we are going to turn the entire architecture of the state onto fixing this problem, but it's going to be done in a way which everyone is bought into. It's not things being done to you, it's you're part of it. You are, yeah. it's a positive, exciting thing. And I don't know anything about the original New Deal or American history or anything or any history. But, I mean... <laughs> do you know much biology? Nope. But I do know that I love you. Oh. And if you love me... You don't know the lyrics. I'll love this. you too. <laughs> Head on with it. <laughs> what a wonderful world this would be. This is a good thing because it's saying we can have loads of jobs. This could be brilliant. Like we can have a really great economy that's fairer and that like deals with all this other stuff that's wrong. Uh, do it. Interesting things about Green New Deal as it's happening in America. Oh, yes. Interesting things is this, right? It is as much having a go at your Democrat party as it is having a go at anything else. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it's basically, pr- principally, it seems to be about saying to the Democrats, come on like you know you have been doing bugger all you've been doing buggering about for the last 10 years trying to get these market-based mechanisms through if you've done anything at all cap and trade schemes and all of that yeah the, the clean power plan or something with that show obama did and obviously you know as with most things he tried to do the other side weakened it and watered it down and everything but still it wasn't like Amazing. And essentially, the Green New Deal lot and Sunrise Movement and AOC are saying, yeah, it's all very well you agreeing that climate change is really bad and stuff should be done about it and saying how awful Donald Trump is. But the Democrats do not have a plan for stopping climate change or like a a coherent set of policies. They just are sitting there going, yeah, climate change is bad. So, yeah, it's, it's well cool that they're properly taking it to the Democrats saying, come on, step up. Yeah, really, really good. And more than anything else, I mean, the actual sort of nuts and bolts of the plan itself is not really worked out. Um, they're actually calling for a special committee to be 
focus just on that. But yeah, don't really understand all the committee uh, stuff. No it problem. seems to be a bit weird. But read some stuff. Read yeah. some stuff about it. There's stuff to read. Go read it. Uh, but it's saying like, it's a movement. It's just a rallying cry for a movement. It's a perfect expression of a new political movement coming along, which is everything that Donald Trump isn't. Like he is a climate denying, uh, stuck in the past, tax rich people tax cutting, woman fiddling with gits. Yeah, pussy grabbing. Pussy grabbing. That phrase. I wasn't sure we were going to use that phrase, but we are. Well, he did. Fine. Um, And and this is about saying right, we're the opposite of that. That's great, isn't it? That's a good thing to vote for. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the... I have another point. Oh, blimey. I'm lucky. Yeah. It's one of those weeks. <laughs> well, I am struck by how the language and the energy of the Sunrise Movement and the Green New Deal is a bit different to the Extinction Rebellion. You're um, having a pop at the Extinction Rebellion movement? No, or, I'm when struck we get by emails ha- if you do No, that. I'm not. I, I, and go back and listen to whichever episode it was. 120 what? Eight. Eight. Where both of us concluded that we bloody love the fact that Extinction Rebellion has happened and is happening and is growing and is exciting. Like, about time. But I am just struck by the framing. Like, that's, we're all going to die. So do stuff quickly. Extinction, we're all going extinct. True, I believe it. Clue in the name, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is not even considering the problem. It's just, here's the solution. Well, no, there, there's, that's not totally fair. Well, in the framing, in the framing. There's it's a, like a aspirational, very, we can do this, yeah. jobs for everyone, yeah. sunrise, we are the future. I mean, to be clear, it does, like, they are very clearly starting out. Like, point number one, climate change, really bad, really urgent, let's get on with it. It's not like they're not sort of, you know, admitting yeah. it's a thing. But no, you're right. Then they move very quickly to kind of, right, everyone, put your knickers on. We're going to sort this out. <laughs> So I did have... I was thinking a thing, Oh, Oh, gosh. Um, I don't new mean, year, new you. New me, new thinking. Yeah. And actually, I think the fact that there probably is something new yeary about this train of thought, along with the fact I'm going to be 41 soon, which is depressing. Um, I know, right? What it mostly makes me feel, I'm not moaning, I'm just putting it out there, is old. Like... Which I am. It's true that my body has seen better days. But what I mean by that is, I'll turn that music off. Like I look at the uh, energy and the passion of your Greta Thunbergs and your Alexandria Ocasio Cortezes and the Sunrise Movement and your Extinction Rebellion, for that matter, and a lot of the cool people you'll see doing stuff. And I go, bloody brilliant. Look at all them people doing really great stuff, sticking it to older people and saying, we're going to sort this out. It's begun to dawn on me that like, I'm one of them older people, sort of. And I just feel, I don't know, like, that's, in a way, it's great because it gives you hope and optimism. And it's, you know, as friend of the babble, James Murray is fond of saying, go back and listen to episode 127 when we talked to him, like, change is not linear. And one of the greatest reasons for optimism is that stuff doesn't necessarily pootle along as it is. Something comes along, like, e.g. David Attenborough with Blue Planet or, like, you know, Sunrise Movement, and suddenly radically can change the debate on stuff. Um, so it's good that that's happening. But, uh, do you think we're that's it now? Like, you know, <laughs> Jesus. Like, <laughs> do you think, uh, 
No, I don't. I'm not going to like deliberately cycle my bike in the ice again. <laughs> I just take my chances with the traffic. But I was just, I don't know. Yeah, luckily I, you've you, you've already expressed you're far too much of a physical coward to do anything like that. But is this now a thing that is now exclusively going to be sorted out by the young? That's my question. And if so, should me and let's face it, increasingly you, but out. <laughs> should we what? Sorry, but out, but out. Um, no, I, okay. I hear what you're saying, and I definitely have a creeping sense of irrelevance but feel, feel free to tell me at any point that i'm not that old like i, I leave that door mm, open to you to say that. well i mean i know older people so right you know good in that sense that's true <laughs> um i yes i get what you're saying and i see it at work i see people who are Young. You know, you're young. Awake. But I, you know, my, my initial kind of view of them is like, oh, they're young. You know, they probably haven't yet experienced anything of note in their life or or, or have any experience or skills. Yeah. Um, They'll learn that nothing works. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see them like achieving loads of things and then realise that they have already achieved loads of things in the 10 years previous to that. I'm like, ugh. Mm. ugh. That's a shame. Um, but I guess... I think it's a bit of a cop out. I think I'm not copping out. No, I think I'm not it's saying a cop out. I, I can't be bothered to fix this. No, no you more. literally just said, "Is it time for us to butt out?" And right. I think I think butting out is a cop out because I think what we do need to recognise is that middle-aged, middle-class white blokes have had a pretty good run at most things, yep. uh, and that probably well. We've had a pretty good run at most things, including trying to fix climate change. Yes. And <laughs> that hasn't hasn't gone brilliantly. No. So, uh, you know, stepping back a bit from that wouldn't do any harm at all. But it's a bit like the feminist arguments that you hear of like, it's not it's not good enough to just not be a dick. Like it's not good enough to just not be abusive or misogynist or unpleasant as a man like you've got you've got to be an ally you've got to actively if you see other men doing it yeah Yeah, exactly and and i'm sure i don't know what it is but i'm sure there's a parallel in you know climate activism or environmentalism actively making like intervening and making the space for new voices to be heard yeah right like so eg you know someone asks you to go do a talk and you're like no i'm not gonna do that talk get someone more relevant i'd like my interesting far far firmer younger colleague (laughs) look at him look look at his muscles it's like that aiden came on here back in episode 124 to talk about working his muscles and it was one of those warm days he was wearing a t-shirt that was all tight and oh oh. think about that (laughs) i know it was all very and he is you know articulate and he'd even prepared and things like that these men are young strong i'm talking a virile herd of hot young spicy beefcakes yeah i think that's it so so basically no don't butt out but do consider what's the most useful thing you can do it's probably banging on with me on this podcast (laughs) very good Uh, and if you are under the age of 10 and you would like to come on our podcast we've been giving arabella a voice for four years yeah she's grown up with this podcast she this year she will turn double the age that she was when she started on this podcast don't tell me that anyway good right that's cheered me up and anyway david attenborough's in his 90s and he can still make a difference and in fact it's because He's been banging on about it for ages that people listen to him. So there's got to be something to be said for carrying on. (laughs) 
So that is just about it for another episode of Babble. 134 of them in the can now, feeling good, limbering up to our 150th. Looking forward to that. Thank you, as ever, well, firstly to Dave, whose bladder is bursting. Oh, God, I really need a wee. And uh, I just think you've been, uh, what are words that begin with S? Uh, Sweet and sublime Uh, and so, so silly. Uh, anyway, no, thank you for being yourself. Thank you to uh, the wonderful Dickie Moore, who does the music at the beginning and the end and the intertwingly bits of this podcast. And of course, thank you to Arthur Stovall, who's done the artwork, which is on our website and uh, stuff, and on our T-shirts, which you can buy. Thank you to Arabella, the wonderful Arabella, my little niece, not so little anymore, for reading out the eco guff. Um, but if you like what you hear, you can dip it in your pocket, can't you, Old? We do the babble for the love your, of your it. Your digital pocket. Digital, yeah. Or you digitally dip into your digital pocket. And you I can. you could send us cash if you want to. Yeah, that's probably illegal. Um, and you can uh, contribute to our crowdfunder, which is at www.patreon.com slash sustainababble, which just pays for like us getting around doing stuff, running a website. Loads of people, actually. I need, need a little quick shout out. Thank you to David McDonald and to Alex Ingram and to Kate Eldridge and to Alice Brown and to Joel Littman and to Kate Richardson and Samuel don't know who Samuel is thank you Samuel thank you to everyone for uh, chipping in a wee bit uh, our interview with Caroline Lucas went got heard by loads of new people who seem to like what they hear uh, but that's only a tip of the iceberg of what we would like so uh, up <laughs> some more right? if you want to get in touch with us and tell us what you think right, well, I've been working on this uh, you oh, can Jesus, here we go. drop us an email to hello at sustainababble.com fish Very we good. do uh, read every email that you send uh, we don't always have the time to reply so sorry about that but we do read everything thank you for your emails what we get you can find us on facebook just search sustainababble send us a message on there if you like likewise we'll have a look or you can find us on twitter just search for the bab bollocks <laughs> at the babble wagon <laughs> this is amazing you're like you're a genuinely competent person in every other aspect of your life uh, but this you can't do. It's sublime. I, I admit defeat. Uh, right, that's it. I'm off. What you got to this week, Oh, Just laughing at you. <laughs> uh, yes, fine. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna record it at home and then just use that. Every phone time. it in. Yeah. Literally phone it in. Bye. Bye. Uh, you just don't shave for a month and there's your moustache. Whereas, like, a month. So- <laughs> it arrives sooner than that, mate, for most people. Oh, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Bless uh, you. Bless you. <laughs> no, you know, I'm comfortable Nappy-faced with it. urchin. No. <laughs> I save a lot of money on razor blades.